Take a deep breath and let it out. You might not know it, but indoor air quality is a topic that affects all of us. At Renew Air, we're on a mission to educate listeners on indoor air quality and the factors that impact it. Welcome to Indoor Air Quality IQ. Hello, everyone, and welcome to IAQ IQ, Indoor Air Quality and You, a podcast from the experts at Renew Air. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and I'm joined once again on this episode by Nick Agopian, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Renew Air. Nick, great to talk to you again, man. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you, and great to be here. And I'm really looking forward to this episode with uh, Corbett and Grace. That's right. You're, you're, you're jumping ahead, Nick, but, uh, but it's fantastic. We have two fantastic guests here on today talking about higher performing homes. That's going to be our topic today, and we're thrilled to be joined by Corbett and Grace Lunsford, the co-creators and hosts of the TV series Home Diagnosis. Corbett and Grace, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Hey, thank you Absolutely. for having us. Well, guys, let's just kind of dive in and get started. Uh, tell us about your TV show and your experience with Renew Air. Sure. Well, we first of all, didn't used to be in the building industry at all. We're both artists. Uh, I was a musician, Grace is an actress and a filmmaker. And so when we got into the science of homes, which is kind of how we couch all of what we do, um, we started trying to tell, like show people what it is that we're doing because just describing, oh, we just test the science of homes. That doesn't make any sense. So Grace started uh, making videos. And then now we have a television series called Home Diagnosis, which is on uh, public television. And we like that because it's an educational format. And Nick actually directly reached out to me. He's one of the only people who called me to say, hey, how can we get involved in helping you make this show? Yay, Nick. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a bunch of different uh, sponsors. Renewer is one of the, the founding sponsors of the show. And it's it's non-promotional. There's no branding involved in the show. It's just all about kind of trying to help people understand how the invisible dynamics work in their home. Right. Our, our show is actually on PBS. And that is one of the rules of public television is that it isn't a commercial buy-in, you know? So, so you won't, you won't really go into that. It's really about the education. It's really about the science. And, and when we started videos, um, on our YouTube channel, which is called at home performance, um, or it, it's just home performance. I, I all the apps Always and the Instagrams at, <laughs> at, you can guess what our Instagram is now too. Um, but but before we got to home diagnosis, the whole performance concept really clicked with us uh, because you understand the performance of your body and you understand the performance of a car. And yet we will spend a hundred times more on these big giant houses, sometimes without knowing the miles per gallon or the safety standards or how the home performs. And, and it was just a big aha moment for us. So that's, that's why home diagnosis um, came about because it's a direct connection with the performance. Like you wouldn't go get your appendix removed because your stomach hurt. You'd go see a doctor, you would do the test. You'd find out why your stomach is hurting. It's the same thing with a home. Your body's a system, your home's a system. Wow, that's a that's an incredible way of putting it, and I don't think I'd ever thought about it that way. Um, and, and so that's that's really enlightening and, and eye opening um, for me, anyways, just to hear that for the first time. Now, Nick, uh, before we go too much further, how did you become aware of Corbett and Grace and the work that they were doing and, and their TV show and that sort of thing? Well, with social media these days, it's very difficult to keep good things a secret. And uh, it came across my social feed, and I was quite intrigued by it uh, because of exactly what Grace mentioned. This is an educational platform. This is not about selling products, but but understanding the idiosyncrasies between 
all of these systems that you have in, in, in homes and, and with everything that, um, that, that's out there, you'll have an individual that says, let's talk about air conditioning. Another person says, let's talk about ventilation. Another person says, let's talk about bathroom exhaust or kitchen exhaust or window sealing or door sealing or wall sealing or, or radon systems or whatever the case may be. And what intrigued me and, and I loved about what uh, Corbett and Grace are trying to do is look at these individual systems as one. And, and how these systems work together as a whole. And you can't have one system operating independently and think that your house as a whole is going to be high performing. Uh, without these systems working together, then uh, you're going you're gonna to end up falling short and, and not experiencing the comfort that you should be experiencing. And more importantly today, um, the, the health and safety that you should in, in, in your homes. So without having to sell products and just educating um, the uh, the masses or the consumer is what intrigued me uh, most, and I definitely had to reach out to Corbett and say, "How do I get involved in in what I classify as the uh, Corbett and Grace Revolution?" Uh, and I'm very <laughs> very proud to be involved with this because so I I myself learn every single time I get to hear uh, Corbett and Grace talk, and uh, and in fact, some of the information that they offer is not static, and it and it's very dynamic, and it's learning. They themselves are learning, which in turn teaches everybody. And like I say, even myself as as a pioneer in this industry and been involved in many technical committees. I always get to learn something about what comes out of uh, Corbett and Grace's mouth. Um, in addition, uh, I'd just like to mention that besides the show, and uh, they do have a YouTube channel, and, and Corbett and Grace, I hope you don't mind, but uh, they, uh, I get to listen to some of the content in their YouTube channels, and, and once again, I get to learn and, and even operationalize in my own house in something that may not be ERV-oriented or ventilation-oriented, which is what my inclination is. Thanks. Thanks awesome. for Thanks mentioning that. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we're all, when you're a small business owner, you have to do everything. So yes, we have a YouTube channel. It's got over 500 <laughs> videos. It's free. All of the episodes of the television show actually end up on our YouTube channel, which is yeah. a nice thing about not being on one of the cable networks. You own the copyright. You can do whatever you want. Well, that's incredible. So keeping in that in, in that vein of education and informing people, Nick, you know, we, we started to dive into this a, a tiny bit, but let's let's talk about it specifically. You know, we're talking about higher performing homes today. So what is a higher performing home and how does it compare to a standard home if you had to compare and contrast? That's a, that's an amazing foundational question. When we look at um, the industry itself, um, we have standards that are written um, by groups such as ASHRAE, for example, which is the American Society of Heating, Refrigeration, and Air Conditioning Engineers. And specifically, there's a committee um, titled uh, 62.2, which focuses on, on home uh, ventilation technologies and standards and, and practices. And, and that's adopted by code. But like everything else under code, these are minimum standards. These are standards that are set such that the designer, the architect, the contractor, the suppliers and manufacturers and inspectors, none of us end up going to jail because we did something that we shouldn't have done. Now, when we look at these standards, as I mentioned, they are minimum. But nothing says that you can't go above minimum. 
And, and it's critical because when you do go above minimum, uh, you end up in a situation where uh, you are able to achieve, if we're focusing on just ventilation, a faster pull-down rate of internally generated contaminants that could be uh, caused by an external factor that may end up within your home or an internal factor based on activities within the home. So when that occurs, a standard minimum code type structure uh, will perform at a certain level and will be able to maybe possibly catch up based on an incident over time. In a higher performing home that may have higher airflows, um, we'll be able to offer an occupant within that space faster pull down because of an incident. Uh, but it doesn't just stop there if it's just ventilation. This can percolate up to the, uh, the type of windows that you're using, the ceiling integrity of these windows, the type of um, uh, roofing insulation that you may be using, and then more importantly, just in general, the, the, the ceiling integrity of the structure, which can improve uh, the potential of lowering the amount of exchange between conditioned air and unconditioned air. Uh, and, and I'm sure Corbett and Grace are going to touch on that as we move forward with regards to all of these types of systems that contribute to ticking off these, the, these check marks that are needed in order to achieve what we classify as a higher performing home, whether it's on source exhaust, dehumidification, humidification, ceiling integrity, and so on and so forth. But as a system, a higher performing home means that we are going above the minimum standards that are set by code. And by the way, if I could just jump in, homes that are older are becoming higher performance or you're tweaking the performance of them when you do things like replace windows or add insulation or upgrade your HVAC system. So anything that anybody's doing to improve homes and that includes doing things like adding additions or turning your bonus room into a conditioned space or finishing your attic, that all messes with these invisible dynamics. So even if you don't have a higher performance home, you, you are incorporating a lot of things that we're gonna talk about today because of the things that you're doing to tune or detune the home further. Mm -hmm, completely. We yeah. like to say that old dogs can learn new tricks, <laughs> even in the home yeah. arena. arena. Um, and then there's, there's another little semantics thing that I feel like people get caught up in right now because I've had friends say, oh, guess what, Grace? You'd be so proud. Our home is a smart home now. And I'm like, oh, cool. So you, like, what was your blower door number? And they're like, no. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean? And, and they, and so they like, they miss the whole boat on high performance. So smart and high performance isn't the same thing, even though it's often being marketed that way. And, and Corbett will break that down a bit more too. Well, that's, that's really, really interesting. And, and it's nice to know the, the old, old dogs can learn new tricks in, in this particular case, because I have an older home. And so I'd like to know how, you know, uh, how this, this works in that case. And so Corbett, I know that you have something that you refer to as the four, three, two, one of home performance. Can you break that down for us? Maybe give us those, those four points that, that you point out as the, the guides and the keys to home performance. Sure. So this is the way that I think about home performance. Grace and I, you know, come, like I mentioned, not from the building industry. So I had to figure out a way to transition from being a musician into thinking about a house or an apartment building when I'm inside of it. And so We're I storytellers, right? So to tell yourself the story so you can kind of get it. And literally this is how I think when I'm inside of 
you know, your mom's house. <laughs> uh, and I'm there right now. Is, <laughs> there's, there's four elements to home performance. There are three recommendations, two systems, and one goal. So to start with the four, there are four elements to home performance. The one that everybody is going to think of automatically. If you think about something that's impacting the way that your home feels or smells or sounds, you would come up with heat flow. Like, for example, if you ask a normal person on the street right now what they think um, would improve their home's energy efficiency or comfort level or sustainability or performance, they might say all new windows, more insulation, or a new HVAC system. Those answers are probably wrong, and we know that because we've tested hundreds of homes. Um, but they all have to do with controlling the heat bleed in and out of the house. So that's good. Like that's on their list. The next thing on this list of elements, aside from heat flow, is airflow and pressure. And this is actually the same thing. It's just two sides of the same coin. So airflow and pressure is widely misunderstood. In fact, most people don't even think about it. Uh, if you put your, you know, you, your air conditioner turns on and a door slams, that's pressure at work. If your air conditioner turns on and you hear a duct work to, uh, slam in your basement, that's deforming because of pressure. Uh, you have weird uh, soot marks on the edges of the carpet in your rooms. That's pressure at work. So all these things um, start to really impact each other. And it's not really two different things. That's kind of one thing, but we separate it anyway. So heat flow, airflow, and pressure. Then we get into moisture. Moisture is going to be really bad for people if it's out of whack. If it's too little moisture, too much moisture, right? You get all kinds of weird things going on with your house, with your body. And then the last thing on the list, which is the most important thing, is air quality, which mostly has to do with contaminants. But it's, you know, chemicals and particles and microbes and all kinds of different things that we're going to get into when we talk about the chemistry. Um, so in order to start to address those four elements, you go to the three recommendations, which are air sealing, insulation, and, and mechanical upgrades. Air sealing and insulation are first. And air sealing always comes first, 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 because if you... <laughs> Install insulation, but you haven't air sealed properly, the insulation won't work properly because air moves through insulation. Mm -hmm. uh, so those two things are really cheap. You do them one time and they never have to be done again and they draw no energy to do their job. When we talk about something like ventilation, which I know is a big topic on this uh, podcast and is a big topic for us when we consult for our clients, ventilation is really important. But if you don't have the first two in, in tune, then you're, there's no way that's going to work. And it has to do with the two systems that we're getting to, which are the skin and the circulatory system of the house. The skin is made up of the air sealing and insulation layer. And the circulation system is all the things that move heat or air around. And the one system that always wins when they have an argument is the skin, the enclosure, or what you might call the envelope. If the envelope is out of tune, you can do whatever you want with the machines in the house, the heating and cooling and the ventilation and all that stuff, and it will not work perfectly, which is why HVAC contractors are going to start really getting it hard from a bunch of uh, homes in the country because they could do a perfect job, but if it's not the home as a system that's being addressed, then it doesn't matter. And then the one goal of doing all this stuff where we address the four elements, make those three recommendations on those two systems is not energy efficiency, it's not sustainability, it's not green, and it's not even comfort. Because if you sat down with me and Grace, and, and this goes for anybody who's married, and you say, hey, what's your favorite setting to see on the thermostat? 77. 
You, you would th- <laughs> yeah. so, Grace is right. Okay, we're just going to leave that answer right there. She's correct because the woman is more important in every relationship. Always. Um, but you would get two different answers, right? I mean, the, I, I have my own secret answer that I'm not going to say out loud because I don't want her to get mad at me. But <clears throat> um, but you're not going to make both of us more comfortable. We're going to make her more comfortable, which is more important, especially because she's pregnant. Um, but what we can do is give control. So control is the goal of going through all of this stuff. And that's if you can just make your house predictable and also prevent any side effects that might come down the pike that you don't like, that's the goal of home performance. Well, I, I really like the way that you you laid that out, Corbett, uh, there with the four, three, two, and one. That that makes a lot of sense. And so um, I, I guess my follow-up question then, Grace, is how do you know if you've achieved a high-performing home? Like maybe I think I have, but how do I know for sure? Right. Well, it's the same thing, like just with your body. You've been eating well, you're exercising, and you think you've lowered your cholesterol, but you need to go to a doctor and have it tested. And that's really what we specialize in is the testing. So you want to test those four elements. You want to test those two systems. Um, in the enclosure, just like a house with your body, your, your blood pressure is a blower door test. Uh, understanding your zonal pressure. An x-ray is like an infrared thermography scan. Um, Pressure panning is even ways to understand intrusions in the enclosure. Uh, With the engine, you've got HVAC testing, where you're testing that heat flow, that air pressure, the moisture and quality that Corbett talked about. And if you're not doing those tests, then you don't know that it works. And then if you're not doing those tests, you don't know if you're going to have side effects and you don't have that confidence in the value of your home and in, and in the control of your home. If you're going to go through all this work, you should definitely still test it so you know that you are proving it and you're getting the proof that is possible through testing. I absolutely agree with that. I'd like to add a little bit more about lower doors for, for people that don't understand what that is. Um, that test is so critical to understand what is going on behind the walls on stuff that you can't see. When we take a look at new home or even a retrofitted home, uh, we, we look at a window, we look at a door and we say to ourselves, well, this seems to be sealed. But to a gas molecule, a hairline crack is like your garage door open in your house and your, your door to your house absolutely wide open. So a blower door comes in and, and uh, what it does is tries to evaluate the ceiling integrity of your home. And, and that air tightness is really critical because when we look at energy costs and uh, energy conservation and efficiency, we can always put in the latest technology with the, with the, with the highest SEER values and so on and so forth. But the best energy conservation is the energy that you don't use. What that means is that if your home is sealed tight enough and you're not getting those gusts of wind that are coming in through your uh, uh, wall plugs or underneath your door or your windows that aren't sealed and, and disturbing the internal environment you're trying to maintain, then you don't have to operate your air conditioning or your heating system because you've created a line between what is outside and what is inside. And a blower door will identify that. It'll identify the types of penetrations in that structure. And using Bernoulli's equation, it can determine whether the infiltration into that house is laminar or if it's turbulent. 
If it's laminar, then it's probably just like a little hairline crack, which you can just ignore. But if it's turbulent, it says that you've got a penetration somewhere that you have to seal and allows you to diagnose that before you start up your home or you turn your homeowner uh, turn over the home to uh, the new owners. So the blower door test has been around for a couple of decades and more and more it's becoming mainstream for these high performing homes because you can't see what you can't see. Meaning that what's behind the walls, you don't know if it has a penetration or it doesn't and the blower door does uh, address that. And what we found with the technology, the manufacturing or the construction technology that's out there is that these homes can get tighter and tighter and tighter. And standards that are being written today are starting to dictate and mandate certain ceiling integrities within these spaces. So moving forward, and I don't know if it's going to be in the next code cycle or the code cycle after that, but builders are going to have to prove and assure that you've got a certain level of ceiling integrity because that ceiling integrity, once again, differentiates between what is the controlled environment and what is the non-controlled environment. So I'm a huge fan of, of blower door tests. And uh, right now, as it stands, uh, for any homeowner uh, or anybody who's looking at a new home should ask their builders, do you conduct a blower door test? And can I see a copy of that report? And, and a home that has a blower door test and can prove a certain level of ceiling integrity, actually, as far as I'm concerned, can demand more money, especially when it comes to resale. Wow, that is um that that I think that's a great way of putting it, and I love the the analogy uh, that we keep going back to of going to the doctor's office and, and getting tested and that sort of thing. I think that's a fantastic way of putting it. Um, and we're going to get more into uh, the energy efficiency aspect, the chemistry of uh, of a healthy home, and uh, what it looks like to implement these solutions on the second part of this podcast conversation. It's what we in the industry call a tease. Um, so you're going to want to tune into the second part of this conversation on our next podcast episode. But for this episode, Corbett, Grace, and Nick, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this first episode in this series. I can't wait to keep the conversation going. Awesome. We look forward to talking about proof as possible. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of uh, of Indoor Air Quality and You. IAQIQ Indoor Air Quality and You, brought to you by the experts at Renew Air. Of course, we're going to be back with that second part soon. So if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, to get that second episode right there on your device, you should go subscribe and uh, and get that episode, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast these days. Go subscribe to IAQIQ. And we'll be back soon with part two of this podcast series series with Corbett and Grace Lunsford very, very soon. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.